Hello and welcome to BoardWars.eu, your bi-weekly podcast about Star Wars Imperial Assault, a miniature game by Fantasy Flight Games. Again, this week I'm your host, Stefan, and we have uh, in our show again, Herwig. Hello. And our two German friends, which are Antonia. Hello. And Henrik. Hi. And we have pretty much to talk about in this episode because it's it's been two weeks since we last recorded but it feels like more more like three months or so we had two new articles out of ffg then we had san diego comic-con where we had a new star wars trailer it's it's not actually a trailer but it's a real whatever it's behind the scenes footage then uh, all of us have played quite some games this past two weeks and we will soon talk we'll also talk about a little bit of, about Gen Con. And of course, we will have our discussion about whatever that comes up, like the, the rules, clarification, and we will, of course, announce the winner to our currently last contest, uh, where we can win the General Vice Villain Pack. But that's all for later. So to start the episode, um, um, yeah, FFG released two articles about Twin Shadows again. First of which, which deals with Boba Fett, and the second of which deals with uh, the two of the. They are wave. Are they wave four? Um, uh, Ally yeah, packs, right. So they aren't. They, they aren't actually. Four, yeah. They aren't actually tied to to Twin Shadows. So of course that the, the article, the second article is called Outside the Law, and the first one is called The Hunt Begins. So to start things off, we will. Take a look at the article, uh, The Hunt Begins, which features Boba Fett, which is uh, one of the villain packs in the second wave. And it's, t- of course, tied to the to the second exp- to the first expansion, but um, the, the article mainly focuses on the, on the actual expansion, on the actual, actual figure pack. So uh, it spoils uh, the deployment card of Boba Fett, and to get things started, uh, any one of you want to read Havoc, Boba Fett? Yep. <clears throat> Boba Fett, infamous bounty hunter. Um, he has the trait Hunter. And he has uh, automatically gets one block and one evade. He is mobile. And for uh, searches he gets a PS1 or a Weaken. And then we have his special abilities, which are Battle Presence. After a hostile figure voluntarily exits a space adjacent to you, that figure suffers one strain. Limit once per figure per round. And battle discipline. When you declare an attack, choose one of the following abilities to apply to that attack. Plus plus two accuracy. Search for two blast damage or a search to recover two damage. And he has a health of 12, speed of 6, one black defense die, and attacks with the blue, green, and yellow. And of course his deployment cost is 13. I know it, it won't matter that much in the campaign, but you can also use it in skirmish. Um, so, uh, it, the one thing I, I noticed about this card, it's very... It, most of the, the abilities are very complicated, because the first one is Battle Presence, it's like he... It, I don't actually know how how this fits thematic because it's he, he keeps the player the, the other figures around him he t- 
entangles them or whatever, and and if you wanna, it, it just frightens them, I guess. Yeah, but if you but if you would frighten them, why do do they take the strain if they move away? Because <laughs> because it's so exhausting to move away from. I, and yeah, but if you if you're frightened from something, shouldn't it be um, shouldn't it be easy to run away and difficult to stay there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. This is it's it's a weird ability. I mean, it's it's very cool in um, what you call it in skirmish because you make you can force your enemy to discard command cards en masse because you just have to put him right in the middle of the uh, of a pack of enemies and everyone who who wants to move away they they have to discard a, the the enemy has to discard a card for that or suffer the damage which is usually a bad idea so that's good but I don't know it, I think it doesn't really fit thematic but uh, yeah and the second one is uh, you each time Boba Fett attacks, you have to choose one of three different abilities, additional abilities to the ones already listed on the top of the card, which is plus two accuracy, uh, plus two damage for a surge, or recover two damage for a surge. And they, it makes him so flexible, but it's also very complicated to 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 play him then, because with the, with the plus two damage, uh, the plus two accuracy, you have a minimum range of four. With the plus two damage, you can do because it, he he attacks with a green and a yellow die, which both have quite many surges on them. You you're almost guaranteed to to roll two surges or more. It's not guaranteed, but it's very high probability to roll two surges. So if you choose the plus two damage and um, use the one for PS one, you also can do deal quite a lot of damage. And of course, you can use the search for recovery, so it's really uh, very. I think it will be complicated to play him, even in the campaign, because it's very situational how to use him and how to make the best out of him. But that's Boba Fett for you. Um, of course, the, he's also one of the new characters he, uh, which can deal or inflict the weakened condition, which we talked about the last two podcasts, actually, I think. Yeah. So. We will get. We will see. The interesting thing is, he gets a, a reference card with the pack. So, there's a commented problem. He gets a reference card for the ability, for the condition. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. So there's the extra. Mm -hmm. con uh, so the circumvented problem that you would need. The, uh, the, the twin shadow, the twin shadow expansion expansion expansion. to play him in skirmish, which exactly, and yeah. it's quite interesting because it's uh, something they didn't do in. Descent with many of the hero and villain boxes in the new monster boxes. Yeah, but I think this descent didn't have a skirmish mode, right? No, but they had a lot of additional abilities that would have fitted some of the released monsters. So they always had to. Yeah, I think um, it's a different model to 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 actually sell these packs because if you really want to just play skirmish, you don't actually need to. You should need to. You should need to buy all the. Expansion, the expansion boxes, campaign. and vice yeah, versa. Yeah. If you just want to play campaign, you shouldn't need to buy all the packs, which is currently like it works. Uh, I don't remember other skirmish missions in the Twin Shadows box. I think so. Yes, yes. I think there oh, okay. are again either four or six. I don't know. So uh, two or two or three maps with four or six missions, at least from what I can remember. So with only the 
with only the, the core box and the Twins Jarrah's expansions, you should have five or six maps, which equals to 10 or 12 missions, which is also quite a lot, actually. And that's just for skirmish. Okay, um, but the article continues and he it talks a little bit more about the, the other cards features in his pack, which is uh, one of them is a agenda card, which you can buy for free influence, influence and which is a... Uh, his signature missions where you can recruit him on your side for the for the empire, and its its name is um, Predator and Prey. It's a map on Javin Four in the wilderness, and uh, it costs free influence, and of course it rewards you the Boba Fett infamous bounty hunter villain if you win it. It's time period one to five. Yeah, that's really strange. I just saw that. Yeah, can we assume that uh, yeah. uh, that time period five could be then the beginning of Jedi? I don't know because uh, we are not. I mean, in the in the old extended universe, he survives the the encounter with the Sarlacc, but maybe he also survives it in the in the new extend. Maybe his FFG I already knows something. Yeah, but it's one to five, <laughs> so they will have afterwards. Like it, it does mean they can have. Uh, Boba Fett, uh, and a different miniature for the different next time period. This is also true, yeah. But yeah. Um, but still, it's interesting because some of the other. Do we? Does anyone remember uh, the um, the card for for Homecoming? What what time periods it has on it? Do I have? Scared? Um, I have three to four. Just three to four. Uh, that's what I found on the internet. Yeah, Luke Skywalker oh, is a reward. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, so afterwards we have the next period. And it's a different Luke Skywalker then. Yeah. So uh, my presumption is we will have one for every mo every movie. So it will be now it's Hero of the Rebellion. The next one will be I don't know, Rebel Pilot or something. Yeah, he will be Jedi trainee or Jedi Padawan maybe. No, I think that will be the, the last one will be the Jedi because he um Yeah, that's us. No, I think they will call him Jedi Knight in the last one. He's not a Jedi Master by, by then, but I think he's a Jedi Knight. We will see. But it's it's really interesting because you have then three different uh, miniatures of Luke and uh, they will have probably feature his three signature outfits from the movies, like the robes, the flight suit, and then the, the dark yeah. flight suit, which will be really cool. Okay. So it's interesting to, to be able to recruit uh, Boba Fett for basically all the, it's it's also this, so we can we can safely assume that uh, the Twin Shadows uh, expansion will most probably play also in the same time period as the original core box expansion, like in yeah, like between would make between no, three and no, four or something. Yeah, because you couldn't use it otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't make any right. sense. I I just. Well, and I think the next big box campaign will also be still time period three. So I don't think that they will move on with the big box expansion in the time period. I just I just had an idea. Um, yeah. Antonia, you said uh, Homecoming is epi uh, time period three and four, right? Yes. Between three and four. Okay. So if we if we assume that um, that um, no, that doesn't actually ma match. Because it could be just straight up the numbers of the movies, because three and four would between would be between the the what's it called the 
the episode three and four, which is the the episode bet- which is the gap between between um, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and a period time from one to five would be, but that that that, that would would actually not fit because uh, Boba Fett isn't isn't a bounty hunter by that. So I don't know. They must have planned something else for between episodes three and four of the movies because for for Boba Fett to appear in a in a in a mission that is playing. Between the old episode one and two, he would have been a, a boy back back then, so it would, wouldn't actually work. So I think this is this was a bad idea from uh, by me. Okay, whatever. So I I will also read the next card, which is spoiled, which is also an agenda card for two influence, and it's called No Disintegrations. And uh, after some flavor text, which I won't read you, if you want to read all the flavor text and the uh, whole article. Uh, just go on the site. I will link the the article in the show notes, like always. And the card reads: Place this card in your play area. Deplete this card when you declare an attack during any mission. Apply minus two damage to the attack. Attack results. If the attack does not miss, in- increase uh, threat by two. So, I was actually a bit. Uh, so I wanted. To, I, I looked up in the forums to clarify this. And uh, others had the same question as me, and this was what's actually counted as a miss. And I took the the time to look it up in the rules reference guide. And the miss is really just if the the attack uh, rolls not enough accuracy to hit the target, or if the defender rolls a, a dodge and a white die. So if you if you play with like let's say Boba Fett, and you choose um, the plus two accuracy. And you attack a target with a black die. It doesn't actually matter if the the, the defender rolls three die, uh, three blocks, and um, your you don't actually do that much damage. You don't actually hurt him. You can still use this card to gain two threat. And um, si- since it's since it's pretty much a given if you if you attack a, a figure with. Um, with a black die that the figure can't actually dodge, it's the cards can come quite in handy, especially if you consider it that it's deplete and you can't use it every mission after the the one you bought bought it in. So, I two threat isn't that great, but it can certainly help you in the in the early stages of a campaign. So, I don't know. What's your thoughts thoughts about this card? Yeah, if you can get it early. It- might be good if you just uh, stem on trooper up for generating threat level, then it might be nice. But I don't know if it's worth two influence if you can get it early enough with two influence. Maybe if you're good in the starting campaign as Imperial player. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I think it's it's good, especially if you get it like after the first or second campaign. Maybe not not that good in a, a longer campaign. Uh, in a in a in a shorter campaign, which will start with higher threat levels already, like we assu- I think we assumed that oh, someone's on the phone. <laughs> uh, I think we assumed that um, Twin Shadows campaign will start with like three or four experience already. So I assume the threat level will increase accordingly. So we start with like threat level four or something or three or four. So this card would, will be a little bit weaker. Because you start already with more threat, so 
I'm not sure if it's good then, but yeah, we'll see. So, uh, and the last card, the last agenda card spoiled is by any means necessary. Um, Hendrik, you want to read it? Uh, keeps this card secret. Played after a mercenary figure resolves an attack. That figure may perform an additional attack with the same target. Then the attacker suffers 4 damage. Then either discard this card or shuffle it back into your agenda deck. And it's of course... It's and it's one influence. Yeah, it's worth one influence. Uh, like all one influence cards with the discard this card or shuffle it back in your agenda deck, I'm... I'm very reluctant to actually buy it. <laughs> it's, it's, it always feels like you you throw away one influence, but I can I can see this card being being um, a way to tip the scales in the in the, the, the later missions or the last mission with uh, if you have a more po powerful uh, mercenary figure on the board like you will have in the Twin Shadows campaign with Boba Fett. An additional attack could be actually quite nice, and if you can end the, the mission with this attack, the the second part actually doesn't trigger, because uh, you, you increase your attack, uh, you, 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 you roll your, your next attack, and if you manage to, to wound the last, let's say the last rebel player, the four damage you have to suffer after the attack that don't actually mean anything to you, because you win the, win the mission before this triggers. At least I would see it, so I don't know if this really is how it would work, but... So, for one influence, this could be good. Okay, these are the, the agenda cards spoiled. Then we go on to the, um, to the few uh, command cards that are spoiled from the pack. First of which is Explosive Armaments. Antonio, you're still, you're still there? Yeah, I'm here. It's, and it, and I, I know it, I just saw that explosive armaments isn't actually a command card; it's a skirmish upgrade card. <laughs> but you want to read it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it costs one. It's a skirmish upgrade for mercenaries. Attachment: hunter or droid only. Each figure in this group gains for two surges plus one damage, blast two damage. Looks amazing on on Boa Fett, I have to say. It actually it, it makes him it makes him cost fourteen deployment points because you also have to buy the skirmish upgrade card, but um, since he rolls with a yellow and a green die, rolling two die, two two searches isn't that uncommon, and you get plus one plus one damage to boot, and then you get plus two blasts uh, not plus two but blast two, which is quite nice especially against like. And, and a poke of rebel saboteurs or a poke of stormtroopers it's very good against these so i i think it's it's good. i think it's also the uh the only card you can reasonably play this with at least currently so the only uh mercenary figure yeah because there are no mercenary droids oh there, there is there's ig88 ah but I right. think, but Sorry. I think uh, he's he's he would be too expensive. How much does he cost? Actually, I have to look it up. He is twelve points. Yeah, so it's also thirteen points for him. Then that's also it's reasonable. I, th I think. Yeah. We, we, also, it's an attachment, so you can only slap it on one unit, of course. And players were discussing on the on the what's it called on the 
on the boards how this works when the the card to which this is attached to is actually defeated because if you as a as an enemy to or as an enemy player to to Boba Fett if you defeat Boba Fett and he has this skirmish upgrade card um, attached to him do you just get the 13 deployment points for Boba Fett or do do you get an additional deployment point for the for the attachment. I don't think this was resolved, but maybe we'll have to wait for the next FAQ or so. Or if maybe it's even in the in the instructions on the Twin Shadows campaign box. I don't know. Okay, so this was Explosive Armaments and um, I will read the next card, which is uh, this, this time it's really a command card and its name is Capture the Weary. It's a special action, choosing it, and of course you can only play it with the Hunter figure. Uh, it's a special action, choose an adjacent hostile figure. If that, fig that figure becomes weakened, if that figure was already weakened, it suffers two strain instead. And it's an, um, it's a, it has a cost of one, and uh, you can only include one in your deck. I'm not sh It certainly, it certainly combos very well with the, what's it called, with the Trandoshan Hunters. Because they all they, they already have to get close to your to the to that target, and uh, they already dish out strain, so this could be quite interesting with them. But yeah, we we'll, I, I have actually not that much um, skirmish experience, which will, which I will change over the next few weeks, and so uh, maybe I can give a more complete picture on the. Command cards, maybe in a few weeks when I have more games on my belt. Any of, any of you wanna play this card, or does it look strong or weak to you? Well, with all command cards, it depends. Yeah, if you get it in the right moment. So it's interesting because it it uh, deals strain damage, which always means you have to discard uh, command cards or take, suffer take with the, the wounds. Yeah. So. It's interesting. Yeah, but I I think it's it's certainly also currently some command cards are are certainly more po powerful than others. Um, like we when we were playing, you saw take initiative. It's a card, yeah. it's a card. It's it doesn't actually matter when it comes into your hand. It's it's basically there are only very few instances where where it's not really valuable. It, yeah, its value doesn't actually change. Of course, it's if you already lost very uh, quite some activations and you play take initiative, then it doesn't the the boost you get be, uh, for starting the the second round also it's weaker than than it would be in the in the early game. But still, it's it's quite interesting and quite strong all the time. So some command cards are are really strong, and I think capture the weary doesn't doesn't stick out that much. So. I'm not, not sure if this is going to be played in the, in the skirmish game or not. Okay, next skirmish card is Jump Jets. Uh, Havik, you want to read it? Any small figure. Uh, as an action, place your figure in an empty space within five spaces. And it costs one, yeah. and you can only include one in your deck. So, it's so can you fly above walls or can't, can't you? What? If you can fly above walls. Uh, no, no, you can't. No, but five spaces is still very large because you don't have to actually go there. You ignore basically any 
um, any movement impairing terrain, like uh, enemy figures or blue terrain or um, <coughs> what's impassable terrain, the one with the red, red dashes. You can, can ignore all this. Would it also ignore walls? No, it doesn't. It doesn't ignore walls and blocking terrain. Oh, okay. no, wait. It, this, it doesn't this, set here. Yeah, also. It, wait a minute. It, does, it, does it ignore blocking terrain? Oh, wait a minute. Because if you. Maybe you mean it, line of sight? Because there's nothing here about line of sight. No, no, it does ignore line of sight because you can go around that. You go, can go around corners. You still have to, to, to count five spaces. Yeah, it's you use the counting mechanism. And I think if the, the figure you use this on has mobile, you can still, you, you should be able to, to hop onto, um, impassable terrain tiles and, and your, and your, your movement in there because you still are mobile. So I'm not 100% sure that's how it works, but I think it would work this way. And it's like five, five spaces is, it's it it reads not a lot, but since you can basically ignore enemy enemy units, it's you can go very far with this. So, but it costs an action, so you can't move uh, afterwards and shoot still. So I'm not sure. Uh, but I think it will be one of the more valuable cards in this pack. So, okay, the next one is Mandalorian Tactics, which is also a skirmish card. You can only play it with on when Boba Fett is active. It's for two special actions. Perform two attacks. Apply plus one search to each attack's results. Instead of choosing one ability from Battle Discipline, apply, apply all of its listed abilities. It costs three and you can include only one in your deck. And this is really strong. I think if you play Boba Fett in your uh, skirmish army, you there's no way you won't include Mandalorian tactics because you can shoot twice with him and then get plus two accuracy um, by default for all of the attacks, plus two damage for surge, plus two recover for surge, PS1 weaken. It's it's like whoa! This is uh, it costs three, so it's it's expensive in your deck, but it also costs two activation, so basically. Yeah, but you get two attacks and he's ranged anyway. So yeah, yeah. Un unless unless there aren't enough enemies around, which should actually shouldn't actually happen because you should actually get him into the uh, into the enemy lines to make use of his um, what's it called? Not battle discipline, but uh, battle presence um, ability. I think this is this card is perfect. So there there aren't many there aren't many situations I can see where this card wouldn't be very useful. Okay, so these are the, the cards spoiled for the, what's it called? The Hunt Begins uh, article, which is solely dedicated to the Boba Fett villain pack. And we also had a, a second uh, article that uh, spoiled the, um, the fourth wave Imperial Assault figure packs, which are only two packs right now. I, I don't know if they will announce more of them or if the the wave will just be really two packs but i think mm, my thinking was that uh, split it up m made smaller portions of the wave uh so it's easier to uh get the production level and get it out shipping because i think 
problem also with wave one was to produce enough for the demand at once of the first phase. And if you have smaller waves, it's easier to produce and get them on time over the ocean. Mm -hmm. That might be, yeah. And from what you can see, I think it is tied in a little bit thematic to uh, Twin Shadows. Because we have again uh, desert habitats and yeah. Yeah, now I don't I don't know if this is they they said it's it's not really directly tied to uh, to the expansion, which is also it's the same with the with the third wave, which is also not directly tied to an expansion, but with the with one of the figures uh, featuring again an ability or a, a trait um, that is listed as habitat desert. It's really reminiscent of the Tusken Raider, but we will talk well, about Well, there's a Tusken Raider sitting yeah, on Yeah, there's it, a so. Tusken Raider sitting on figure, but we'll come to that shortly. So, uh, the article talks about that there are two, two packs for this. One is an, um, an ally pack, and the other is, a, again, a villain pack, or a mercenary pack, actually. We should, we should, call, we should call, the, call them mercenary packs. And the first one is um, the the ally pack, which features an alliance smuggler. And do they actually feature the deployment card? I can't. No. No. But I think it was on the picture. I can read it. It is very small. It is on a it is on a picture. And I think I in the show notes I I I also included the link to someone on on Reddit who took the time to. I think I can read it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You should take the time. It's it's very small. Yeah, but I. I have good I eyes. Also, <laughs> yeah, I can. I can also post the uh, the link I have in the show notes in the Skype chat. And there he he. I think he he nailed the the stats quite good. So the first one is an alliance smuggler. And Antonia, since you since your eyesight is very good, you want to read the alliance smuggler? Yeah, you just say what I read, right? I not what is on Reddit. I think it says it costs four. He is a smuggler. Um. I think it's search stun, search focus, search PS2, and search plus, which is number two accuracy. Is that correct? Yeah, it's it's either two or three. Yeah, it's and not, then there is really sure. an action. It's um, improved smugglers something, perform an interact, then move up to three spaces. And it says slippery while defending apply plus two accuracy, I think, to the attack results. After an attack targeting you resolves, gain two movement points. Yeah, it should actually be minus two accuracy. Oh, minus because two. It, because he's harder to hit. Okay. And it, it's it's interesting. He also, I think he has, yeah, it's five, five uh, health points, five speed and a white die, and he attacks with green and yellow. And of course, uh, it's only one figure for the deployment card, and it still costs four, which is more than Gideon and Mac is currently priced at. So I thought they would they would try to to give rebels more options to have uh, lower cost deployment cards because they rebels are currently all all rebels are currently whining that uh, Imperial officers are so strong because they only cost two. They give you an additional activation and they can help you control the battlefield with their movement. But this is certainly not something the the rebel players Uh, would I think. I think it will take some time until they can react to input from the 
uh, skirmish community because in the if you look at the production numbers, these are all still in production lines. So probably they have planned the line for the first year through, and then maybe they can start after a year, so they yeah. can start thinking about uh, working on input from the community. Yeah, but it's it's still the these packs are not even listed as in. Um uh, in the de development on the upcoming page. Yeah, but still they have yeah. already planned, so it, it takes some time until they can uh, react to stuff from the community, and I think they wait for the first uh, uh, skirmish world championship because it hasn't been like a f full first skirmish league, and afterwards they will of course have a census, talk, talk to the people, and see which tactics are a little bit overpowered or abused. Yeah. Okay. So that this will take a little bit of time, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, I, I'm not... Like I said, uh, it, currently it's it's really... It's really very apparent that uh, at least yeah. Imperial officers are very strong in the skirmish game. It, uh, abnormal I don't know is if abnormally strong yeah. for their cost. I, I don't know if they haven't thought of that or if they thought that... Um, Having them only in the uh, box and not as a single pack would limit it a little bit. Yeah, but they had to figure that people would buy singles and they would buy multiple core packs. So yeah. I'm not sure what's going on because it's really if you if you buy a second core pack, you have enough deployment cards and enough figures to to bring onto the table uh, four regular uh, imperial officers and two elite imperial officers, which is Six activations for um, eight, 18 points, which is crazy. You don't. You usually actually skip the the five point elite imperial officers because they their uh, cost to uh, their their price to to value ratio is actually that much lower. But yeah, so we will see. It's currently it's it's really sad to see that most of the times imperials win with uh, with. Army lists that consists consists mostly of uh, imperial officers and royal guards, but hmm. um, normally in in X wing it takes about a year or so until they can react to certain tactics. Yeah. Uh, let's hope that they they buff up their rebels somehow in wave five or so. But I think it's also in in the future uh, the reason for uh, more sm smaller waves so they can react reduce them e react faster, faster and react faster mm -hmm. to. Uh, various uh, trends in mm -hmm. skirmish play. Yeah. Okay. Then the article has another card spoiled for the Alliance Smuggler. Is it called? Yeah, Alliance Smuggler, which is a command card called Smuggled Supplies, and you can only play it on a with a smuggler figure. Use the start of your activation to recover two damage. Apply plus one surge to your attack results until the end of the round, or apply plus one surge to your defense results until the end of the round. Uh, I don't... It's a little bit... It's it's worded a little bit weird, this, the card, because it's not actually sure if you can just choose between the last two and the first option is always active, or if you have to choose between one of the three uh, abilities. But since it's uh, it's a similar effect like Boba Fett has, I think you have to choose between one of the three. So, and and it's yeah, yeah. You 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 can read it either way. I think, but I I think that the intention is clear that you have to choose between one of the three effects. 
And it's and for one cast and, and once in your deck, it's, mm, I don't know. Mm. But yeah, it's the, the elite version of the Smuggler. There's still a card for the normal. Are you sure? Because I don't probably. think there's a normal card. Because um, we don't see there's one one red card face down. We don't yeah, see it. Yeah, but I'm. I don't think they will have. How 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 much weaker can you make him before he becomes useless? Because uh, I don't know. He has he has five health and five uh, speed. So. Um, but what would be the third card? I'm not sure actually. Maybe it's just there for uh, illustration purposes. Like no, because the Panther uh, has only two development cards. Development cards. Okay. Hmm. So it it has a reason. So maybe it's, maybe it's the card. regular version, or it's yeah, another upgrade. Maybe it's another so. upgrade card. Because I really um, one thing, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, one thing I noticed is when I looked at it. Um, that it's uh, the first, uh, more or less generic one, because just for the keyword smuggler. So we probably will see alliance, spy. What else? What what else are keywords for the rebel side? Um, I don't know. Spy. You only have spies, and the other ones are, I think, guardian and leader are on both sides. Brawler. Probably force. Uh, alliance leader, probably. Yeah, we could get a generic officer, rebel officer. Alliance leader, we. So, that was the first thing what I thought when I saw that they will get for a generic version for every. Yeah. Uh, trade. And of course, there is another card uh, spoiled in the in the actual picture of the pack, which is called Smuggler's Tact Tricks, not Tactics, but Smuggler's Tricks, and it's also a command card you can only play with a smuggler figure, which, I'm. I'm a bit torn on this pack because it it includes so many stuff that you can only use very very efficiently with this figure on the board. So it's not like it's interacting very well with other rebel figures or maybe even. Well, it's, I think it's mostly geared towards uh, skirmish play. Of course, it's geared to, but even even for skirmish and play. probably skirmish having two of them. So yeah, I used. That's that's why I think there will be yeah. a, a non-elite version of him also there. So you can have like elite version and two non-elite so or you, something like so that. So you think that, but there there will be only one figure in the pack, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Because to, given two figures in the pack would would actually be much better, and maybe even perfect if they would include the elite deployment card and the regular deployment deployment card, and then two of these in the pack. Then the the cards make much more sense because if you pay, uh, if you buy another pack, you get all these cards as double. And some of them, I think, at least the smuggled goods, you, you also you only can use them in your deck once anyway. So the second pack, the card from the second pack is dead weight. So mm, it's a bit bad, yeah. I think. Okay, enough about the the alliance smuggler. I'm not not convinced on this pack, but we will see when it uh, finally ships. The next pack that is spoiled is the Banta Raider Villain pack, and also for this we have the stats, and this will I I will read this. So it's an uh, Elite Banta Raider for nine cost, and it has the traits Creature and Brawler, and of course it's a mercenary card. Then it has the abilities. Um, uh, let's see, it's massive. It has um, Pierce. Two or three for a search, 
plus two or three accuracy for a search and the habitat desert uh, trait. It's not actually a trait because it's an ability. I don't know why they listed it at, uh, under abilities, also for the Tuscan Raiders, but it's listed there. So, And then, of course, it has... Um, the first ability is... Yeah, it's a special action, and it's called... Do we? I think it's Trample. What's it called? Scavenge? No. Tram trample. It's the first is... Okay, the first is called Trample, yeah. And it's choose up to... Free adjacent hostile figures and roll one red die. Each of those figures suffers damage equal to the damage results. So it's a large figure, of course, and it occupies the same space as an ATST. So this could be quite good. And the second ability is Stampede, which is not a special action, but something rather enti entirely different. And it's actually hard to read, but I think it's... Um, uh, when you when you move onto spaces uh, uh, containing hostile small figures, uh, in including to be them being pushed away, they also suffer one damage. So you can not not only trample them if they are adjacent, you also can run over them and damage them. So what's actually how the wording on the card actually is, we will see when the the, the deployment card is spoiled or when the pack comes out, of course. And they also spoil a skirmish upgrade card, which is called Beast Tamer. And I can't actually read anything about it, but it's, it's, it's featuring the art of the, the Rancor trainer from episode six. And I think this is really, this is a very nice, um, flavor wise for, for this pack. So I'm looking forward to, to to getting this and just for this card because the the guy with the rancor I think it's one of the the more the more uh, interesting figures in Star Wars so and he's, he's so sad the... when his, his pet rancor dies and he has twenty one health points <laughs> yeah I forgot to mention of course um, the Banter Raider has twenty one health points but yeah no defense, speed five and no defense and he attacks with blue and red blue and red for a ranged attack so. Uh, since he has uh, surge plus two accuracy, you can basically say he has at least four, three to four range, and the twenty-one hit points are amazing, of course. But since he can't actually defend, he's prone to really high damage attacks. So I'm not sure. It's uh, I, I like this pack much more than the airline uh, than the allied smuggler, but that's just me. Okay, we have another card spoiler, I think. Yes, it's uh, a skirmish card, which is called Yundland Terror. Um, Hendrik, you want to read it? Yes. View at the end of a round and choose a Tuscan Raider or a Banta Rider figure. The chosen figure gains two movement points and may interrupt to perform an attack or an action. Yeah, it's a special ability at the end. So. And it's cost of two and um, two available for your deck. That's actually, I, I think this combo's very nice with the Tuscan Raider in the, uh, what's it called, in the Twin Shadows box, because this yeah. gives you very, very much action advantage for just a skirmish card. Yeah. And I think we will get uh, single packs with uh, Tuscan Raiders also, so there will, it will be a willing pack. Even if you, also, even if you don't get price. them, uh, the the four Tuscan Raiders in the, in the, what's it called, in the, Twin Shadows box, 
this should be enough to actually build a list out of almost only um, mercenary figures. And this gives you, since you can include two of these cards in your deck, it should come up more often than not, and it gives you almost a free a free round with one of your with one of your uh, Tusken Raider or Benta Rider cards. So it's very good. I think it's a good combination if you um, do the stampede first, so you move onto hostile mm -hmm. figures, maybe a huge pile of them, and then you trample with the action. Yes. And then you trample again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it can make much damage if you just run into a pile yes. of hostile figures. This is this is crazy. So I, I like this card especially because it's not only useful in the in the for the figure that's in the pack, but also for for other figures and it's it's opening up a very large space of possibilities. So I like this much more than the than the Alliance Smuggler pack. So but I think yeah that's it for the first two articles. Uh, spoil on the and also yeah, sadly, it, it will be out in uh, yes. in the uh, in the yes. last quarter of this year. Didn't and they so actually? It said that it won't be out at the same time as twenty. Didn't Shadows. they actually say that it's uh, first quarter of twenty sixteen for Wave Four? Is it? Let's see. No, it's it's no, too far. Uh, oh, fourth, fourth quarter of twenty fifteen. Okay, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> like they can help. They can hold this. I can't. I can't see them holding this. Uh, this release. Yeah, maybe it, it's easier. It works better with a smaller. Mm, we will see because maybe they are faster. It's, a, it's with already. A it's already mid July now, and that it's not even not even on in the printer or whatever. So the the wave two stuff and um, the um, first expansion box they aren't even from the boat. So they are still on the boat. And wave three isn't even listed on the upcoming page, and wave four is also not even listed on the upcoming page. So I can't see them releasing that much content in that short of a time. But I might be might be wrong. So, well, uh, they are listed all as in development, so they're all listed in being in the red. I only think that they are blocked from they are not yet shown in the upcoming page. Yeah, because so... it could be that it just is allowed to show. On after the other st stuff is out already or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but the, these two waves, they aren't that high profile, so I can't see them holding back uh, the, the entries on the upcoming page just because for whatever reason. So I, we will see. I still don't, I still don't uh, think they will make the, the end of 2015 release date. Mm. I, I'm, I, I gear myself more towards, um, first quarter of 2016 or so. Okay, and thanks to Dark Jodo on Reddit and on the FFG forums who who read the, the, the stats for the deployment cards on these small spoilers and listed them on Reddit and on the FFG forums. Okay, um, and the last, the, the, the thing I wanted to talk, to, to shortly touch on is since the wave four stuff is expected to hit uh, at the end of 2015 and it's not tied to any expansion, the only the only possibility now is that either we will not get a big box expansion at the end of the year, or no, nope. or we can also get a big box expansion at the end of the year that is not tied to any of the waves. 
So this yep. uh, this would open up the possibility for either uh, a big box expansion uh, for the Force on uh, Force uh, Awakens or a big box expansion for the one of the other. Uh, already released movies, so uh, I, I don't think they will already release stuff for the or Force Awakens. Or maybe for Rebels, because I think because I think the most of the merchandise merchandise stuff for Force Awakens will come out after the movie more or less officially premiered because they they don't want to spy, spoil some of the surprises. So before before the release of the movie, there will be a lot of generic stuff. Of course, um, uh, Fantasy Flight will talk about a little bit. What they have planned with the new movie, but uh, the rumors at the moment are that uh, all the Star Wars stuff uh, and merchandise is premiered in September. Yeah. For Force Awakens, so I don't think we will have a lot of information. They probably will only say what they said until now. If there are ships in Force Awakens, they probably we have them in development. And the big question will be if they will make div uh, um, different games for the stuff from Force Awakens, or if it's incorporated in the uh, current games. So I think they will incorporate in the current games because uh, they did the same with the Lord of the Rings stuff. And yeah, but it's in a, a saga yeah, of course. expansion. It's a different. Uh, the, they will. Different. They will try to do this for the for the purely competitive. Um, Games it will be harder to do this, but for uh, Imperial Assault it's actually quite easy to do this. So I'm not sure. But how do you um, know that they are not dropping a big box expansion at Gen Con? They will, but um, if they I said if they don't, uh, then it's quite sure actually that they will drop the the big box expansion for the new movie at in September or so. I don't think they they will. Next year they probably will have something for Force Awakens. Also it's too short developing, getting the production running. Yeah, maybe. Star Wars just started production a year ago and all the design concepts until they get the concepts, make the figures and so on. It's too, too, too short for a big box for Force Awakens. And I think Force Awakens will be uh, its own game. Okay. Yeah, we will see. It will, it will be not an expansion for, for, uh, Imperial Assault. It will be its own game. Okay. Because you can't use the stormtroopers because you have new stormtroopers and so on. For the big box, it wouldn't actually make that much of a difference since you can include much more minis in the big box. But hmm. I think we will see they already, like like I said, they already probably have planned the first yeah. year of releases, and I think we will see maybe. Uh, we can't talk about this in the next episode a little bit more, but I think we will see. A big box expansion that somehow fits into Twin Shadows and so on, because otherwise you only would buy Twin Shadows for one campaign. Yeah. Uh, expansion that wouldn't uh, for one campaign it would doesn't would, would wouldn't make much but sense. But the, uh, the, the tiles in Twin, uh, in Twin Shadows is they are almost the same. They are of course different, but they are in style are the same as the core box, right? Because I, I saw there is all, there's also jungle on there, is there? Yes, I think so. Yeah, so so I think they will they will from this from this sign here, they will um, be very similar or nearly identical to the yeah. to the tiles in the core and box. I think that the next big box expansion will be also because otherwise it doesn't would it wouldn't make much of a, a sense. But I could be epically wrong. 
maybe they release a campaign book already. The interesting thing uh, is that they didn't release until now a quest editor like they did with uh, Battle Lore or uh, Descent. Yeah. But maybe they, they will also announce it at Jenkins. Yeah, but it's probably, yeah. I don't think this wave means that there will be no big box. It's just these figures are not a big surprise or very, very interesting that they would, uh, you know, be a cool announcement for Jenkins. For Chencon, they want to show the big bling, you know. And I think uh, Generic Smuggler and the Banta Raider are not like something where the whole room would go, Oh my god, look, it's a Generic Smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> I have to call my mom. Yeah, uh, we are already in the, uh, into the next item listed in our show notes, which is that Chencon will be soon, actually... I think it is in the end of July. Two, two and a half uh, weeks. One, two. Hardly can wait. It's always the most fun. Yeah, it's, we don't it's almost in. It will be in two weeks from the time we will release this episode, and some Hooray. of the uh, stuff will be. I think we will see. I actually would have wanted them to wait to announce the way four also there because it's. They will maybe just announce the big box there and it will be a little bit less or so. Yeah, but they're following the um, pattern like last year. Last year also short before Chencon, they announced uh, XCOM, mm -hmm. they announced Star Wars Armada, which both were games that yeah. nobody was ex nobody was really expecting. So they follow the same thing that they really know this big surprise the big surprise is to keep up for Gencon, like new games, new stuff, and big box expansion, and like this, what I call second tier expansion, like new story, like the new story packs for Lord of the Rings, like oh, the cycle continues. It's on the new cycle for Star Wars LGC. That's not not really big news. So we probably see, we'll see a couple of new Star Wars games probably. They have because the license and the movies are coming out. Money. So. <laughs> yeah, and then we can talk about it a little bit in the next episode when we talk about Chancon, but I think maybe we will see we have now a, a big ship battle game. Uh, maybe we'll see a, a bigger version of the skirmish game, but we have talked a couple mm -hmm. of times about that. Yeah. But and we I'm pretty sure that they will release villain and ally packs also, ally packs also additional ones. Yeah, the show, they will probably, the presentation as always will be, we, Period Assault was a big success for our company, it's like the most successful port game ever, yada yada yada, <laughs> and then they will show like, uh, some new stuff and probably what they've planned for the next That'll year or something nice. like that. We will talk about this, uh, more in the next episode because the next episode will come out right before Gen Con, which I think we will talk about mostly, uh, Gen Con rumors. Because until uh, until then, I think we will have um, more solid rumors about what will be shown and what could be on the shelves there, and we'll see. So, um, so there's a fun just one thing. There's a fun group which uh, Joel from uh, uh, Driving Gaming Drive Through Gaming started. It's just like uh, it's called Gen Con 2015 Fantasy Flight Surprise Speculation. Yeah, I, I saw this. Yeah, it's just a fun group uh, thing. It's a, it's a group on Board Game Geeks, and I think uh, you linked you linked it also in yeah. the 
on our Facebook clear. page, yeah. which everyone so. should should visit and uh, subscribe to or like, of course, so you get all the new stuff. We are short of the hundred people. We are so. just short of hundred people now. Yeah, it's I think it sits at eighty nine or so, or maybe even more now. And you should you should uh, pay us a vis visit and look at our newsfeed because it's it especially in the last two weeks we had quite a lot of content regarding Star Wars and we don't the buy. game on there. So um, that's all for news I think this week, which only took us about an hour, <laughs> and we will come to our campaigns and skirmish play experiences. And since I know that Antonia and Herrick played three missions in the past two weeks we will let them start and then we will i will discuss with herwig what we played last week so herwig and antonia what did you play hendrik you mean of course hendrik not, not herwig yeah we played the last three missions of our first campaign so we have several campaigns in parallel and we played temptation as a side mission then That's the, the one for diala right yeah it's the one where you uh, get the lightsaber. Mm -hmm. Or what are you That's what's the question, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we played the source as the fourth story mission and, um, it's a finale, the last stand. Mm -hmm. So who won? Ah. Let's, <laughs> I won! Let's get that. Yes! Let's get this out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it was like Henrik was whining because we, uh, creamed him in the first two missions and then I got a soft hearted. <laughs> <laughs> so. They were playing really good and using all the tactics and um, ideas before making a move to um, be really good in the mission and um, in the last mission they were so fast and taking so much damage that I could kill them off with um, normal two stormtrooper squads and winning by wounding all the heroes. Uh, the last stand story missions is the one where you have to break into the facility, right? Yes, and then there is like it's this little okay. room where Darth Vader is sitting and you have to mm -hmm. um, defeat him with 26 hit points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, the bad thing is he gets activated after each hero turn. So. Yeah, that's, that's nice. <laughs> and I want to add that uh, Darth Vader didn't do any damage at all. <laughs> yeah. <He> just... <laughs> They just blocked him uh, with a white evade dice, uh, maybe twice or so, and they just put really much damage into him with uh, Mug. And they they could have killed him easily with just a few more rounds. Yeah, he doesn't get activated um, after each hero, but he gets one acti activation, uh, one um, action. But it's still like really powerful, and I don't know. And he's still very slow with um, his four movement points, so I think it would have been possible to shoot him from the distance if you do it right. Yes, that's uh, that's one thing I noticed. Uh, some people on the forum said that Vader is so slow, and it, he's basically useless unless he can get some melee range. And of course, the the first the first answer was uh, use the damn Imperial officers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, with the officers, I think it can be really strong because you can move him around and then him hacking away at the rebels. So, okay, so um, uh, Hendrik, you won. Um, which which imperial deck did you play? Military might. Uh, yes, my well, military might okay. uh, because it was easiest to understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when did you start the campaign? How long did it take you to from start to finish, roughly? Um, 
three months, two months? I would say, three months. I would roughly say two months, yes. Okay. But so we had like a big gap in between. We played like three, two thirds of the campaign, um, in the very first months or so, or weeks. And then we, um, didn't play with, uh, this guy for, I don't know, one and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> also, you played three, three missions in two weeks and did you play one them day. all in one day? How long did it yes. take you? Um, Just yeah, the three missions. Ten uh, hours. Ten hours. Uh, yeah, about ten hours with, uh, yeah. trash talk at the table and cooking, pe uh, baking pizza and so on, so, I don't know. Maybe okay. pure playtime, like seven hours or eight. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's also, it's quite long actually, but if you can sit it, sit it out, it's okay. So, uh, any any ideas when you will start your next campaign, or do you want to dip into the skirmish stuff now? Right now we have a campaign yeah, running, also, right? Yeah, but yeah. We also wanted to try that next um, to get to know skirmish. So yes. Okay, so you still have a uh, a second campaign running, and how how often do you play the second campaign? Um, every one or two weeks, one mission. It's not that much. Okay. Right now. Yeah, but it's it's still okay because if the campaign lasts like twelve weeks, you got through the campaign in three and a half months, which is also okay, I think. Yeah, we I wanted to go to Cologne to um do the um store champ uh, store championship thing, the game night kit for mm -hmm. Imperial Assault. Yeah. But um I didn't go because we didn't play skirmish yet, and the train um <laughs> train route is blocked right now, so you cannot go directly from Aachen. Okay. So I stayed at home. I was a little bit sad about it, but then we played ten hours on the campaign, so it was fine. That's good. Okay. So anything you want to add for your for your free missions that you played? Anything noteworthy, other than that, other than um, that Hendrik Hendrik won. I want to play the other finale <laughs> next time. This is the one where where the imperial player has to lose, right? So he. he you, the Imperial player loses the, the second to last mission and then you play last stand. Is this, is this, do I yeah, remember so this right? You, yeah, they, they will, you have to lose next time so you can play the other finale mission. Yes. Uh, in general, <laughs> I have want to add that. that the side missions seem to be easier at the, uh, harder at the beginning and easier at the end. That's just an impression because we played Temptation in our um, second campaign um, as the first side mission, I think. And it was like really hard there. Mm -hmm. It's the one where you have to um, uh, scratch Vader, you can say. Like yeah, I think it's okay because you get get a weapon and it's always good. So it's it's okay. Yeah, it's also very strong if you beginning. get the weapon early in the game. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was was just way easier when we played it. Yeah, I have actually no idea how to how to balance uh, how you would balance this but yeah okay whatever so um herwig and me also played we played a skirmish game last week on monday and after that i was playing also our second to last uh, campaign mission on tuesday and herwig do you wanna uh, lead away with what happened in the skirmish game uh yeah we played our first skirmish um uh, yeah, we played with Vassal, so... Do you, do you remember which <coughs> mission we played? Because I can't remember. <laughs> and it's not on the screenshot you took. <laughs> Good question. It was, uh... 
recon something. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's it's, it's not it's not important. I, I can I can describe I it. Maybe the, the listeners can figure out which mission it was. It's the one where you have uh in next to the development zone you have uh uh computer terminals, two terminals, and the you get for twenty victory points for destroying your opponent's terminals. Ah. No, they are not terminals, they're computer, what they are? Yeah, they're represented by crates, actually, and I think they are called, what's it called? I have it on a screenshot somewhere. If I can find it uh, in this life. So, they are called generators. So, it's, you have four generators. Ah, generators. Two uh, at each entrance to each deployment zone. And the enemy can attack the, the enemy, one player can attack the enemy's uh, generators. And if you destroy a generator, you get 20 victory points. And the, the map is, in, is, is a little bit interesting because it's, it has a, a very short connection between the deployment zones. But this connection is blocked off by a door. And this is the one thing we, we kind of but butchered uh, rules-wise. Because the mission setup calls for the door to be attacked. And I think it has 10 hit points and defense with a black die. No, it has one defense or so. I don't know. Whatever, and you can. Yep. Uh, so you you have to basically attack it and shoot it out of the out of the way. And I was just opening it with an action, so I cheated a little bit. But since uh, I, I already, uh, yeah, I I don't think it mattered that much. I would have I would have changed my deployment slightly if I would have noticed that it that it's that you have to attack it and not can actually open it. So whatever. And Havik, uh, do you want to talk about which units you you chose and how you wanted to use them? I went for a, a lot of imperial officers, uh, only two royal guards and a royal guard champion. In hindsight, also I wouldn't use the uh, elite imperial officer and probably would get another uh, troop choice in. Yeah, somewhere. because. You you had you had also you had two uh, imperial droids or probe droids. Uh, yes. two probe droids. Yeah, but I mean, they went they went down yeah, fast, they're, but they're, they gave you valuable activations in the first round, I think. Yeah, and they are more more or less just they can harass a little bit, but can't really do a, a dam damage. Yeah, I have to be very lucky to to place them somewhere good so they could. Uh, can explode and deal some damage, but otherwise. So yeah, but it was one of my first skirmish games, more or less. And well, I think it it went good until like end of the second round or so, when I start lose when I start losing activations and lost some characters, and I think. From that yeah. point, it went uh, downhill. To, to mention a little bit what I played, I played a rebel list, and it was it consisted mainly of um, rebel saboteurs. I had saboteurs, which, I yeah. think so. Two regular and two elite rebel saboteurs, and I also had Luke Skywalker, um, Mac, and Gideon as characters, which in hindsight isn't actually that. Good of an idea because especially Mac and Gideon, they they don't have that much uh, health points and I was surprised how weak they yeah, are. Yeah, they really are squishy. really squishy and the, the 
the the important point about this is they are both unique so the the enemy can play the card celebration uh, which gives them additional four victory points if they defeat um, either Mac or Gideon. You can also use it when you defeat Luke Skywalker, but Luke Skywalker is much more sturdy because he can um, recover health. He can uh, he, he has more hit points and he has the white die to dodge with. So I I think the including them was a mistake, especially Gideon since Gideon he didn't impact the game that much. And Mac, I I think I misplayed Mac because he, I think Mac um, was uh, was defeated in the se uh, quite early in the second round, and he only got off one attack or so. I'm not sure actually. So I think it was a mistake to include him. And the other the other thing is that uh, elite saboteurs they are very good against uh, rebel uh, not rebel uh, royal guards because they have the the pierce ability and their blast ability. Yeah. Both of them counteract uh, the protector ability and the, the high defense of the royal guards very nicely. So I, it took me, I think, three rounds to get rid of the royal guards. But after that, I think I al already won because yeah, that's the moment when, yeah. and you were already down two activations before because I was shooting away at the probe droids. So you were losing activation fast. You only had like the royal guard champion left and the, the imperial officers. Yeah, and he was yes. on the other side of the board. And the Royal Guard Champion is very fast. He has six movement points, but uh, he still yeah. it takes some time for him to get into the, the fight because he's only he doesn't have reach, he ha doesn't have range, he just has to get in there. And so you are choosing to attack the generator, which also, it did work, but you only were... Um, did you actually finish the last generator? The first generator? No, hold on. I, I can't remember. Uh... I think more or le no, more or less. Uh, I didn't don't know you. You just yeah. I think it was shortly before you went over. Because after after you, I destroyed points. your um, royal guards and some of your droids and one officer, I was trying to get um, to get my uh, the saboteurs, of course, to the to your generator because the generator blocks with one one black die, I think, and to to negate yeah. these these. These massive blocks. I I chose to to bring the saboteurs to be able to to use their PS2 search ability and to actually get some damage through onto the generator. And this worked. I think this worked quite nicely. So I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe I should have changed uh, Mac for uh, Mac and maybe one of the um, normal saboteurs for a. I don't know, for maybe rebel troopers or so, or elite rebel troopers, I don't know. This might have been the better idea, but I'm still not sure. So much rebel saboteurs, they are quite nice because their blast is awesome, and their search abilities are also awesome, but they are also very squishy, so I'm not sure if this is the right way to go. Yeah, but they're um, probably one of the strongest units to have in uh, rebels have in have in skirmish at the moment. They're, they're the strongest rebel unit overall in skirmish. I would say hands down. There is no way you can get any any decent skirmish lists on the rebel side going without saboteurs. I can't think of any anything because they are they are vital into for their peers and their blast. This is so important. So it's quite sad actually that you have to get them to be competitive with rebel lists 
and you have to get a lot of them because you need if you want to play rebels only or a heavily focused uh, rebel list you have to get four civil tour packs but it's the same thing with x-wing you also would have to get multiply multiple copies of some ships and sometimes only buy certain uh, packs only for the upgrades in there and not really for the ship so it's the it's same problem easier, with, I think with it's much easier on the rebel side on the, on the imperial side where you can basically just buy the royal guard champion and you are set because you you can top off your list with uh, probe droids you can top off your list with imperial officers and they also they are very valuable yeah. they're 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 very versatile they're cheap they give you activations yeah we already talked about it it's the skirmish at the moment suffers suffers from choice there not enough stuff out the imperial player just has much more choice yes it's i'd like to see this kind of reversed for some time but you will see so this was very very interesting and it was a, a very nice match it, i think it took us about two hours or so we we made, we made a half an hour break uh, somewhere between it but yeah all in all i think we took maybe not even two hours which is okay i think yeah, we, we would be faster next time with our pre preset yeah pre-built armies because it took me forever to uh build up my mm -hmm. command card deck yeah uh, we was uh also for the listeners who who aren't that regular with us. If you want to play online, you can do this with, with Vassal. It's a board game program for your PC, and I think it has a, a, a Macintosh and a Linux client, uh, at least, I think. Yes, it has. It's um, Java-based, so it's uh, independent. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's used uh, very often for game for testing new components, so yeah. Yeah, and it's it. Uh, someone on the Board Game Geeks site has... Uh, written, written a, a plugin for the, for the, for Vessel, which is basically just a Imperial Assault skirmish game. And all of the core, uh, of all of the base game box and the Wave 1 units and the cards, they are all in there. So you can basically start out and try to play games against your friends without having to buy all of the stuff. So you can maybe evaluate what you really want to play before you buy into it. So I will also list this in the show notes so everyone can look it up and play Vassal. Imperial Assault on Vassal, of course. So I was also playing, uh, uh, before I will, I will continue, Havik, did you play as uh, a, a campaign mission? No, no okay. sadly. We will, we will, we will start a, uh, a, a pot on the Facebook site and the, the one who will correctly guess when you will play your next Campaign mission will get all of the. <laughs> Hopefully, okay. the new baby is not able to play with you when yeah. <laughs> next time you play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's old enough already. Yeah, I forgot what I wanted to talk about because I was playing uh, the day after we played skirmish. I was playing our second to last campaign mission, which was the Source Two, and I have our our. This week's uh, rules clarification is actually about the situation I encountered in the source and I asked Fantasy Flight about. But uh, the mission itself, it's... Uh, originally, I thought I would like it very much. But since I was 
again playing the techno the, the, the subversive tactics deck, it was a slaughter. I can't uh, I can't say it otherwise because uh, this is a this is a mission where you need to be on your on your game and you need to move fast as rebels. And this is one thing you can't do when you are full of strain. So uh, it it certainly didn't help that in the first round I defended four times and rolled three dodges. So I don't know if this has to do anything with that, but <laughs> I was very lucky in the first round. But after that, the heroes, they, they were all full on strain and it's very hard to move out of the first parts of the mission when you're full of strain. So it's, I think the subversive tactics deck, it's too strong if you know what you're doing. I'm not sure if it's really too strong or my rebel players just suck, but I think it's more into the, the realm of the deck being too strong. So this is the, the, the stuff we played and I think we will make this uh, skirmish game between Herrick and me a bi-weekly occurrence. So every two weeks in the, the, the off weeks between the podcasts, at least if we, if we can get it in. And uh, I'm also thinking about streaming this on, on Twitch and maybe on YouTube, but I will have to see if my setup holds up so we will see next week if I can get a stream and I will of course uh, announce this on the Facebook page so if you want to see us play maybe see us play live on Twitch and you are from the Europe's because we will play uh, afternoon evening time uh, Central Europe time so if you are somewhere around there I invite you to join our Facebook page and we will post if we stream it live uh, or otherwise I will just upload it to YouTube for you to watch later. Okay, this is these are these were the campaign and skirmish play experiences for this week, and I will shortly talk about some community stuff I I saw on the boards before quickly wrapping up the show because I think Herwig has to leave in ten minutes, so we will. Yeah, but you can continue yeah, without course, me. No problem. I think we will make a little bit of shorter show because next. Next next episode will be a little bit longer, the, the, the episode just before Gen Con, so we'll cut it a bit short this time. And then the ex episode after Gen Con will be long. This will be even longer, so you can prepare you can prepare for three episodes. I think we will guess nothing right, that's my prediction, that's, that's sadly. Awesome. We will have very wild ideas, but nothing will be right. We should make a checklist before and see what we got right and what not. Yeah, we can we can always listen to the episode before Gen Con and then compare what happened. Ooh, we make a bingo. We make a bingo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, for community community stuff this week, I discovered actually almost two weeks ago, shortly after we uh, did our last episode, I discovered a a thread on the Fantasy Flight forums where someone. Uh, made custom deployment cards for the bosses into the story campaign so far and it's since some sometimes you have um, you have cards that are regular deployment cards but the mission calls for you to substitute some of the uh, statistics uh, with other statistics with other values uh, someone on board can keeps Geeks, and actually it's the user with the name Bitterman um, created three, four, five, let's see, five, yeah, five deployment cards which are 
some some of which are for waiter, some of which are for vice. You can use the these uh, printed out and use them as proxies for your campaign, so you don't have to actually think about how to how how much hit points does Vader have now in last stand because it's right on the card it's 24 <laughs> or how much which abilities does Weiss have in this in, in, in this imperial officer from uh, version so this is all there I will link the the thread in the show notes and you can download the image files there and just print them out and use them when you play the campaign so this is quite nice I think this is a really a nice addition to your campaign play and also for all your you single guys out there, and maybe also for Herwig, we have I discovered a, a thread on Board Game Geeks, which is a thread about a solo variant of the game, and it's I think they they didn't actually uh, finalize a name for this yet, but I will call it Nia for now, which stands for uh, Nerdux Evil Emperor AI. And Nerdok is, of course, the user creating this um, AI. And it works like uh, you have to print out some cards. He, he prepared, I think, is it 18, 18 cards? I think he already did something similar for Descent, if I'm not mistaken. That, that might be. I Since I, I never played Descent, I, I wasn't into this. So he created uh, 18 cards. Uh, to be used in two decks, and these two decks come into play during the status, uh, either during the status phase of the campaign or between the activations to, to look at, uh, which Imperial figure is activated and what does it actually do. So these, all of the cards, they, they are in the, the thread I will link in the show notes. And I think they are quite good. Uh, some of the status phases are based on actual agenda cards and some of them, uh, activation cards also are based on the, some of uh, the, the agenda cards. And I think it's very thematic actually. And it could, I will try to, to run a game with this uh, in my holidays because I have one week holidays and I will try to run a game with this. But I still have to print them out and actually get them on the, on the table in physical form. So I can't talk about how this how this plays right now, but uh, at least after after our ChenCon episode, I will have more of an idea how to play this and if this is actually a viable way to play this game solo. But if you want to take a look at it, visit our show notes, click on the link in the show notes, and read about it. So it's it's an interesting development. Let's see, say it this way, at, at least to to bridge us over until Fantasy Flight releases a solo box or whatever it's called in descent so uh, these are our two community items this week which is enough i think and let's quickly uh yeah uh, i will talk uh, i think uh, herrick linked in on our on our facebook page there is a list of star wars anthology films uh on a picture we don't actually know if this is for real or not, but it certainly looks all right. So I will also link it in the show notes, but be careful. It's a very dramatic spoiler for uh, which movies will be released in which order. And it lists three different anthology movies to be released between the two, uh, between the three um, uh, Star Wars main series uh, movies. And one of them is re uh, to be released after the last after episode 9, basically. 
And uh, the first one we already know about, which is Rogue One, which will release uh, after The Force Awakens. And the last two ones, I'll leave this, so I don't want to spoil any anyone. But especially since we don't actually actually know if this is for real or not. So um, the last two, two movies are spoiled in the picture. And you can look it up in the show notes and it's quite interesting. It's also, we heard about a, a uh, Han Solo movie. And I think uh, part of the part of the uh, statement about the Han Solo movie was actually wrong. If the picture is right, then part of the Han Solo statement is actually a bit wrong. But yeah, you can look it up in the, in the show notes. And yeah, that's um, that's it for lore this week because I we also had a, a the the San Diego Comic Con which has a new. Uh, behind the scenes reel for Star Wars. I will link it also in the show notes. Yeah. The only thing uh, nice was to see that they really used a lot of real physical sets and practical effects. And I think the only other thing, lore-wise, they announced is that there uh, will be a new miniseries featuring a Chewie. miniseries for so. on TV? A uh, comic miniseries, okay. sorry. I actually started buying the, yeah. the main series comics, and I, I, I am just missing the uh, the fourth issue, I think. Yeah, I have one, two, three, and five and six, so I'm missing the fourth issue. But I'm still have to catch up reading because I just today finished uh, the second uh, issue, so I still. Yeah, I pre-ordered the uh, trade paperbacks and uh, released. I think in August or September. So yeah, that's the point when I will catch up. Did you did you pre-order the the English ones or the German ones? Ah, English. They are normally they are normally cheaper be, uh, than the German trade paperbacks. That's mostly why. Yeah. Because I know because I know the the German uh, Star Wars main series comics will be coming out starting August, I think. So issue one will be in August something, and then it will continue. Basically, it will lag uh, behind the, the English issues half and half a year. So yeah, that's actually quite a, quite a big track for nowadays. Normally they're a little bit more uh, up to date on on that front, but maybe they want to cash in on the movie too. So maybe there will be more more. Uh, yeah, with the stuff from uh, the Road to Force Unleashed and so on, maybe they will release that more closely to the American release dates, because otherwise it wouldn't make so much sense. Okay, so this is this is it for Loa this week, and before we announce our winner for the for the General Wise Villain Pack, we will have our last uh, rules clarification for this week. It's actually from the, the mission I played, and also Antonia and Hendrik played. Uh, the mission is The Source, and in this mission you have a very special uh, Imperial officer, an elite Imperial officer, which can use his order, or his executive, executive order ability, uh, on any Imperial figure within line of sight instead of two spaces. It's actually worded like this in the campaign guide. And this means uh, if you have a player, a rebel player, playing Mac, this can lead to a very special circumstance. If the, uh, the player playing Mac is blocking line of sight to a uh, between the, the Imperial officer and a Imperial unit, which can happen, 
quite easily actually. Uh, this is interesting because uh, if the, the other Imperial unit um, is away three or more spaces from Mac, its line of sight to the Imperial officer is not blocked, but uh, when the Imperial officer is within three spaces of Mac, Mac is not invisible because Mac has this ability called covert, which basically means that you can't target him if you are away three spaces or more. But also he doesn't block line of sight to you for for your targets. But if you uh, if the Imperial officer is within these three spaces, then Mac can actually block line of sight to a another Imperial figure, even though the the other Imperial figure might have line of sight to the officer. And this is also, I think there is a, a section in the rules reference guide which specifically, specifically states that two figures might not have line of, of sight to each other. One figure can have line of sight to the other without the, the other having line of sight to the first figure. So this is actually... Uh, it wasn't that clear for me during while playing the mission, but I, I sent an, an email to FFG and Paul Winchester from FFG clarified that this is indeed how the rules should But be even without Mac, that's the case, right? I mean, if you stand behind a wall and you have just one corner peeking out, you can uh, trace line of sight. Yes, this is this is this is this is the only other case where you where you can have a line of sight to another figure that doesn't have line of sight to you. But uh, I I know I read this when I first read the rules reference guide, and I know that this is the the instance they referenced. But I wasn't sure if they they actually meant it to work the same way during the mission the source. So I was to, to be sure I. I played it. I played it right when I played it because I had an I had the hunch that I, that I really wanted to do this this way. But uh, to be sure, I, I messaged FFG and they confirmed that this is that is this is indeed how this should be played. So this is our rules clarification. Be careful when you play uh, the source because you might not be able to use your uh, executive order on figures, especially if you play against Mac. So, uh, and to, to end the, the show, it's all, it's already more than a half hours long, so it's not that short. <laughs> uh, but we still have to announce the winner. Uh, we had a, a very nice contest, uh, where we asked our listeners to create a custom hero sheet for Leia Solo, or Leia Organa, I should say, because Leia Solo is extended universe and it's not actually real right now. So we had a, a custom uh, card contest for Leda Organa and we had, I think we had six submissions. Is this right? Let's see. One, two, three. We had six submissions. Uh, unfortunately, one of the submissions didn't actually have a card. The other cards you can look up on our Facebook page. All are published there. And we took a, we took a, uh, a short look at the card, actually a long look, at least on my side, a, a rather long look on the cards and picked our uh, three best or three favorite cards, uh, ranked them in order, and I I just gave the the first uh, the first card for each of our, our votes three points and the other two points and the third card one point and the winner with uh, twelve points was uh, Anand Yu, which uh, his card was let's see, it was the princess. Okay, yeah, uh, it was Leogana, Princess of Alderaan, and I, th it's, I think it's the mechanically the interesting, most interesting card 
because it has two abilities, the first of which is Royal Humanitarian. It's a special action for two strain. Move a number of spaces up to your speed and test sight. For each success rolled, remove two damage, two strain or one harmful condition from a adjacent friendly figure, limit one each. Which is, I think this is awesome. <laughs> okay, so um, the second ability is you have the power two, which for two strain use while a friendly figure is defending to add plus two block and plus one search cancel to the figure's defense roll. Limit once per round. Both of them are very interesting and I think very fitting and they don't sound overpowered. So it turned out each of us uh, ranked this card as first. So Anne and you, you are the lucky winner of our general vice villain pack and I will contact you via email to get this to you in short order. Okay. That's it for episode nine of boardwars.eu. Um, you can reach us on Facebook and of course on uh, via email. Uh, on Facebook, we are now called um, facebook.com slash boardwars.eu. You can also search us in the Facebook search bar and you should uh, be able to find us pretty, quite, quite easily. But if you don't use Facebook... And you could be our 100th... You could be our 100th uh, like on the Facebook page. Liker, liker, likey. Subscriber. Like he, uh, you can, you could be subscriber. Oh, uh. no, yeah, it's not actually a subscriber, but <laughs> you could be a 100th like he, and maybe I actually send you something for this, but we will see. And, um, but if Facebook is not your thing, you can also reach us via email on uh, podcast at boardwars.eu, or you can reach me directly at Stefan at boardwars.eu. All these links are also, like always, in the show notes. So, um, to the other hosts of the show, any last words, Havik? Or, or are you already gone? <laughs> no, I'm still here. Um, because I know you need to leave now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only sad thing is that Iwata, the chef, uh, CEO of Nintendo, died last day. So. Yeah, I read about this, yeah. He was only like 55 or so, right? Yeah. Yeah, but happens sometimes. People don't lo live forever. Sadly. sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Antonia, any last words? Yeah, thanks to everybody who submitted pictures. And I wanted to say, um, I think Speed 4 is the right thing. Sam Olsen said that Le Leah is not that athletic. <laughs> <laughs> Leah. Oh, is it, uh, is it Speed 4, 5 on the, five, yeah, yeah, on the Princess of Alderaan? Yeah, I think. Yeah, and one of our likeies uh, commented that Force might be the better choice for her. <laughs> yeah, that's that might be true. But overall, I think this card is still the best of the ones uh, that got submitted. Or maybe it's a close cl it's a close call between uh, this card and the one submitted submitted by Brad. I think, but yeah, overall, I think it won out. Okay, um, uh, Hendrik, any last words? Yeah, just um, think about trying skirmish, maybe trying Vazal. Um, maybe you can just connect and yeah. play too. Yes. Maybe we can we can get a game in against each other. Okay, so this is the um, this was the ninth episode of Boardwars.io. We are trudging on with great strides to our tenth episode, and then of course to our GenCon episode, which will be episode eleven. Mm -hmm. And you can catch us again in two weeks, I think. And until then, we wish you a very good 
Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.